0: This is a black Stalgia podcast.
1: What is going on? Entire world. This is Kelby. We're back with the black soldier crew. Minus Chris, he is somewhere in Denver uh, and he's having a good old time. But to my left, to your right, or maybe somewhere up there is Carmela. And then to the right, flexing his new haircut, looking super John Legendy. Out here looking light skin as light skin can be. Looking good as good can look. Shawnee F and baby. Hey yo. All right, y'all. It has been a week since I've seen you guys. How you doing? Is everybody doing?
2: Doing all right, doing all right. Got Christmas under our yeah. belts. Got some mm-hmm. prezzies. Feeling good, feeling great.
1: What did you get? What'd you get?
2: Um, I got the sweater. Can you see that
1: most smartest <laughs> who gave that to you, Rashawn?
2: Um, This is from Lacey and Josh.
1: Oh, nice.
2: Yeah, it's a quote from my favorite movie. And I got a foot bath for my. Wait, nah, wait a what's the fa- Wait, what's what? the
1: favorite movie?
2: Drop Dead Gorgeous.
1: Ah, oh, now that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> nah.
2: It's honestly not nah, nah,
1: drop dead.
2: <laughs> a lot of people haven't seen it. It's like a, I think it's like a cult movie that totally got like steamrolled over that no one's seen. But it has a bunch of people in it, so I recommend. I like think who? it's on HBO. Who's in it? Um, Kirsten Dunst, Kirsty Alley, Brittany Murphy, Amy Adams. Like it's a bunch of people. But this is. I want to say it was like in the 90s. So before anyone was he- super huge.
1: Okay, I'm gonna have oh. to check that out. Y'all check that out. Drop Dead Gorgeous.
2: Mm hmm.
1: Okay, so you got that. You got what else a foot bath?
2: Oh, yeah, I got a foot bath from Rashani. So I'm about to be Ooh. doing like little petties at home at the crib soaking my feet. Ugh.
1: Oh my goodness.
2: Uh, something that like I God. wanted a long time ago that I kind of what?
1: I said, Rashawn is such a sweet guy. He is so sweet. You know, something special. She's on her, right she's on her feet all day.
3: No. Oh. oh,
1: don't make <laughs> me cry. Ah, oh. okay, okay. You seem like you had a great Christmas. What about you, Rashawn? What'd you get?
4: Um, I got a, f- a lot of books. I got a. I got one that's an extensive history of the Halloween franchise. From the first to the one that came out two years ago, it's like a thick, like, almost like encyclopedia book. I know that sounds super nerdy, <laughs> but I was so excited for it.
2: So jazz.
4: Uh, <laughs> I got a sweatshirt that was from Woodsboro High, which is the What's high that? school the high school in Scream. Also super nerdy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay.
4: Nah,
1: your gift is crazy right now.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And then I made a banging vegan mac and cheese.
2: Dude. And I'm
4: very proud of that.
2: Dude, it was so fire, Kobe. Fire.
4: So I've been vegan for about seven months now. And I've been trying to perfect this pasta. And sometimes it comes out great. Sometimes it's terrible. And then I found the right ingredients.
2: Ooh, baby. Little,
4: little magic. You've
1: been vegan for seven months?
4: Yes. Well, let me correct that. I've been non-dairy for seven months, and I use a lot of vegan okay. products. I still eat chicken, and I still eat uh, seafood. Okay, um, so
1: you're not vegan at all. No. I'm non-dairy. So I'm I'm
4: non-dairy. I I don't want to say I'm vegan. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, because I know once people hit vegan there, vegan me, me position, they got to tell everybody, yo, I'm vegan. Be like, I actually just, <laughs> I was trying to find out what gas you wanted to pump in your car, and I'm vegan, you know, so <laughs> I realized you ain't do that, so that's when I said, nah, you can't be a real vegan. No, uh, no, 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 no. Okay. I do, I do
4: so, use a lot of vegan products, which are delicious.
1: Okay. Right. Dang. where would you guys get, Marla? We missed her on the show.
2: Um, well, she hasn't opened her gift yet, but she, I don't think she'll hear this before she opens it. Um, she's really into like witchy stuff. Like she has like a pendulum and she'd be burning sage and like all those voodoo candles and shit. So instead of, you know, mean, (laughs) I just, I fell into it. So I bought her this book that talks about all of that. And some crystals because she got some negative energy on her sometimes and I need it to go away. So I'm going to, you know, give her some of those. Um, What else? Oh, and I gave her like this book, like for the moon cycles. Like it's all that combined. About to turn this, this hoe into a full witch.
4: <laughs> she said charmed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna pray for her.
4: God
3: bless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she not. she's not gonna come back on the show.
2: <laughs> and the last time we saw her was the last time on Black Soldier. Uh,
1: witchy things. Is she a uh what they call them? Um, a wiccan. A wiccan.
2: No, she's not into. She's just into uh
1: the aesthetics of it. Yeah. Her energy, yeah. I feel like she's
2: about she's the energies. Yeah. Not so much like energy spells. Oh, I got okay. her. I got her a tarot deck.
1: A Tarot, you say? Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, a couple Bible verses for that <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh, what did job. you get? <laughs> I got myself some Chinese food. <laughs> Some orange
2: chicken or beef and broccoli. What are we talking? One hundred percent.
1: I got myself some cashew chicken, some white rice, some uh, orange chicken, a couple veggie spring rolls, and you know we was good. I was good. Yeah, Christmas is not normally my holiday. I don't necessarily give, and I don't, I don't get either. But um, I did go to the theaters. I went to the drive-in theaters. Um, I saw a couple of movies and this is going to be my topics for today. The movies that I watched on Christmas.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: I know you guys are movie fanatics, so I figured you might be able to connect with this. My luck will be that you guys saw none of them and we'll just have to breeze on past all of them. (laughs) But but Merry Christmas to everybody. I have a Christmas playlist um, that I Created and I I might put it out there for you guys, but it also might just be too late for you guys So Happy New Year's as well uh, to everybody who's listening to the Black Blackstalgia podcast The uh, greatest black people podcast currently on the internet Okay, so let's get into the things that I watched that really, really, really did something to my soul So I started off Christmas Day watching Soul, Disney Soul Do you guys catch it? Yes? No? Maybe so? Not yet we're about Not to. yet? Yeah. You're about to. Okay. Then there's not going to be too much spoilers for me. I will say a couple of things here. I think that that movie is pretty dang incredible. Mm. It's pretty dang incredible. Very solid writing, very beautiful art. Uh some of it is really weird and um I can definitely see how the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, this is kind of odd. I don't know if some of these cartoons fit, some of these characters fit. But the more you watch it, the more it's just pleasing to your eye. But I will say this. I don't think that they should have casted Jamie Foxx to play the the lead character. Uh, I think that they should have put Courtney B. Vance in there, and it would have really solidified that role. Um, but that's the only grievances I truly have with it. Now, I have seen a theory, and I don't know if I should say it because you guys didn't watch the movie. So I will try and keep it general and say this. Apparently, in black Disney movies, they like turning black people into non-people. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah. Like Princess and the Frog type of thing.
1: Okay, I keep hearing that about Princess and the Frog. That's not a great example. The name of it is Princess and the Frog.
2: But I guess because she is not a black person for almost 80% of the film. So she's just like a black voice as a frog versus seeing like a black girl on screen most of the time. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's it's that old story of kissing the frog and... Blah blah blah, and and more of it has to do with Louisiana black culture than anything else. So I, I just don't see how that's a great example. It's that the point of the movie is she's not a person. Now, if they turned Moana into a duck, then I'd have been like, "The hell, they got to do it, Moana." But then, but the frog is in the title of the movie,
2: right? So uh... yeah, the frog, the
4: frog princess is a pretty. Famous fairy tale. So
1: it's a very famous fairy tale. So to me, it, uh, that's not a great example, but everybody who's brought this up to me has never given me another example. So we can't run to, Oh, they always turn the black people into non people, you know, unless the you guys one, can give me another example. I saw the other What's one new?
4: that people brought up was spies like us or spies in disguise.
1: Excuse me. Spies in disguise. He turns into a pigeon. Um, a pigeon. That's not a Disney movie. It's not a
4: Disney movie, but that the article that I saw, that I I was gonna bring it up, but I hadn't watched Soul yet. Um, was those two movies and Soul.
1: Okay, so they're saying that that Hollywood in general tr- turns black people into animals. Yes. In or cartoons.
4: not to, like the black people aren't on screen for very long. But um, I don't know. I haven't seen Soul yet. But I also, you know, Ariel doesn't talk for most of The Little Mermaid, Sleeping Beauty. Is Ariel asleep. wait? Is asleep. Ariel black? No, I'm just saying like Sleeping Beauty is asleep for most of her movie. So I I I definitely hear the criticism, but I'm also sidelining their princesses.
1: I I don't think that's something that's new. Right. You know what I mean? Um. Or that the princess has a handicap. Or the main character has some reason why they can't be themselves.
4: Right. Yeah, you don't hear... Ariel sings one song and then you don't hear from her until the end of the movie. You know, so Mm. there are things like that that I I do understand. And it's definitely more visible because there's so few characters that look like us. So when we do get Mm -hmm. one and she's turned into a frog, it seems... Like there's there's something going on behind the scenes, but I, I don't know.
1: Well, I mean that makes me think about um that makes me think about Shrek and Shrek's wife. Mm-hmm. Um ain't nobody upset that she turned into an ogre and she decided to stay into an ogre. Spoiler alert. Nobody's upset about that. I think I think what the people are is a sideline and a sidestep to what the actual movie's about. Like I wanna get into the scene in Seoul, but I won't, where it's a very black culturey scene. You know what I mean? And Soul is something I'm I'm a, I'm gonna step over in a quick second. But I think that the element of the culture of black people and then is is like Second or third in the forefront of the movie. There's bigger themes in the movie That's just like oh the main character is black or a lot of the characters are black, but it's not really about like Look at these blacks, you know, what I mean, it's not really about that. It's you know, there's there's more to it It's a it's a very smart story. I can understand um, if you are looking for I Can understand if you're looking for a reason to be upset and then you're like ah nah, Nah, they turn us into a blank, you know, they turn us into a frog. Not again. Alright, I guess so, but uh, uh, yeah. What I'd be more upset about is if Tyler Perry wrote Soul and then it wasn't good. Then I would be like, damn, bro. Like they couldn't get they couldn't even give us a good movie. You know, I would be more upset about that. But Soul was so good that like eh, he's not a human for a good bit of it. I don't care.
2: I mean, I'm excited yeah. to watch either way. So I'm very
1: excited, yeah. Are, are you guys watching it tonight? We might, maybe, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Let me know. Um, let me know how you guys feel about it. I I thought it was very good. Okay, now the reason why I'm here on this podcast today is to talk about Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> you guys watch it? Yay, nay? <laughs> mm-hmm. We did. We did watch it. I wanna hear your thoughts first.
2: So I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. I thought that the beginning, like the first maybe twenty to thirty minutes almost, was excellent and then it kind of fizzled out for me. I really Why was it excellent? Um I I really liked the fact that it was like super comic book ish you know like she was like it it reminded me of like the old wonder woman like you would see her like fighting crime with her lasso and basically like just punching these bad bank robbers in the face and kicking them and then like it just seemed like an old time type of comic movie and i was like oh my god this is so different than uh the first wonder woman they just are in here really doing that and then it kind of just fell into like, another DC comic movie. And I was just kind of like, all right. Like, I'm not having a bad time, but I feel like if they would have kept what they were doing in the beginning, it would have just been so different that I would have rode that wave the whole time. Okay.
1: So you gave it a what out of 10?
2: Um, I I gave it a six.
1: A six? Bless her soul. She's so nice. <laughs> kind woman. Shawnee, give it to me. Give it to me. I
4: loved a lot about it. it and there were things that I did not care for.
1: Give me some. Give me some.
4: Um, I didn't particularly like the decision to bring Steve back. Steve the boyfriend. And Chris Pine. Chris Pine. <laughs> because, okay. I, because I really loved the emotional storyline of him dying in the first one and I thought that was a really great choice that a superhero movie doesn't always make okay um i loved kristen wig i think the i think it was well directed if not always well done cgi maybe but I, I think, you like the cgi no i'm saying i think it's well directed if the even if at some points the cgi wasn't that great
1: what parts because i see that a lot all the time about the cgi i, I saw it a lot there's something
4: about the enhancements to her movements or her running that I add that don't always look the best.
2: It's kind of like, um, what's that word? I always forget it. The The uncanny valley. The uncanny valley. Yeah. So it's like, you're watching this movie and you, you know that you're watching a superhero movie. So it's not realistic. Anything can happen at any time. And you're, your belief is suspended you know but stuff like that where it comes like like the super speed running and sometimes when she would like lasso and then like fling to like another building or what have you it was kind of jarring but in a way that i was now thinking about cgi and not wonder woman i don't know if that makes sense like i'm thinking okay, more yeah. technically and not really like uh-huh. at the movie
1: yes I, I'm actually like that when I watch a movie I don't want to notice anything I don't want to notice bad acting I don't want to notice poor editing I don't want to notice bad writing and the moment that I do it's what I start thinking about Yeah. I want to just watch the movie and be entertained I want to be lost in the movie I want to leave there not really either not having a hardcore criticism about it or being like that was great right Yeah. Um, but I don't have that for this movie I don't have a lot of good things to say about it. And I finished watching it saying that was pretty bad. But then over time after I finished watching, it, I said this was not pretty bad. This was trash. Really. I thought it was trash. I'm going to tell you why. First of all, the writing of it is hor- horrible. Horrible. The the lines, the the entire story is pointless. The entire story why? Who sat in a room and read that script and said, Yeah, yeah, this is a. We like that. What? A person who wants to grant wishes for no reason aside from him being a failure. So once he gets what he wants, all of a sudden he wants what? We don't know world domination. We don't know. We're not 100% sure. And then some lady that wants to f- help him, but we're not sure why. Why? Because he gave her a little bit of attention and they kissed once. What?
4: Well, I, think I, she, will... Sorry. I think she helps him because she realizes that he, she she realizes what she did. And that she made the wish on the on the stone and he has it now. And she's listening to them say, we have to stop him and everyone has to give back their wishes.
1: And I see think, we shouldn't have to make assumptions about what her purpose is. I don't think that's an assumption. It's
4: she says it in the White House.
2: I, 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 I kind of, I do agree with Kelby in the sense of I stopped in the middle of it. And I was like, I think everything about this wish thing is very corny. And- no, I agree.
4: I'm just saying, I know, I know why she was doing what she. I was never unclear about why she was doing what she was yeah, doing.
2: Yeah, I was more clear about her character than I was about, um, I can't even think of his Max. name right now. Max. Yeah, because it just seemed like I didn't care about him at all, but he he was this huge mm. bad guy. This like this huge part that I'm like, I have to care because you're a huge chunk of the movie, but I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. want to see Kristen Wiig be Kristen Wiig, be, you know, that awkward, um, caterpillar to butterfly and then just be a complete badass and wreck shit. I'm in for that. But Max, mm-hmm. uh, um, I don't, I don't, I don't care about that.
1: He, he was a completely pointless character how does he know what the stone is how does he know what the stone does i might have blinked and missed that storyline but how does he know he is had it, can
4: he... he had researched it he had drawings about it he was he had been looking for it that's why he found
1: crystal lake mm-hmm. okay i blinked i missed that part i uh, i just feel like that was not f- it was not fleshed out enough to where made any sense. Okay, so now actual parts of the movie that make no sense. Why is it in the 80s? Why is it so important that it's in the 80s, that it's in the title? And yet there was like one thing about the 80s that they mentioned. Look at our clothes. Isn't this 80s? (laughs) We have trains. And
2: And that's that's the thing is like when it started and you're like okay it's ww84 and then it just was like super 80s you know we see everyone with the classic like teased hair and the the big geometrical earrings and all of that and it's just so 80s i was like oh we are really doing this we're really like sticking to this 80s thing i'm in and then nothing else is 80s again and so i'm like okay for what maybe purpose? right and i'm like for maybe there's going to be something having to do with like this very specific date because it's not like 1980. It's 84. So I'm like, OK, yes, very specific date. But yep. nothing really ever like. Comes about again about the date. nothing.
1: And and wh- Why did she have to stop those guys in the mall? What was the point? Is it to show us that she's a superhero now when you guys never mention it again? Is that the point? That she's a secret superhero and nobody like is. They don't put it in the newspaper. They don't talk about. I just don't understand. Why is it in the 80s? Why was that second opening scene? Why are there two opening scenes? It just makes no sense. Okay, fine. I'll ride along with you. Then she gets in the plane. She says, I can't make things invisible. I've only done it on a cup. Seven seconds later. (laughs) Okay, the plane's invisible. Yeah. What? She said, <laughs> okay, I did it. Yeah, good job. Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 cool, 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 cool. And then you're supposed to be like, wow, yeah, the invisible plane. Yeah, sweet. Then 30 minutes later, she's like, yeah, I don't even need this plane. I could fly. What? <laughs> what? And then she's not even really flying. She's swinging on clouds. Patty. Patty. This ain't it. Is Patty it
2: Patty, Patty though or is it yeah, the writing?
1: Patty did
2: great. I think it's why more did, why so did Patty... the writing.
1: Isn't Patty the writer?
2: Mm, no, Patty I is just think... a
1: director. No, I think she's director. Oh uh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to throw Patty on there too then. Patty, she and I already know they signed her on to do the third one, writing and directing, but nah Pat. Nah this Patricia. One this one ain't this one ain't it. Okay, and then so then the ending. Oh she did write it. She did write it. I figured I saw her name as the writer. This ain't it, Pat. This ain't this ain't the one. All right. So why? Where is Max from? Why does he have an accent and we don't know where he's from? Fine. I'll let that go. Okay. Why is the lasso of truth not being used as a lasso of truth in the end? When it's I'm sorry. Spoiler alert for everybody who didn't see it. It's touching his leg. He's broadcasting to the world. He's not saying anything truthful. There's no lasso of truth happening in truth. And her final monologue has nothing to do with the truth. She just says the truth. And then everybody's like, I rescind my wish. Yeah, I rescind it. That was a great speech. And I'm going to give all these billion dollars back that I wished for. I don't need it. What? Patty, let me help you out. The story gotta make sense. First of all, this wish thing is the stupidest thing I have ever seen in a superhero movie. It is so stupid and pointless and corny that I, I don't think a Marvel writer would ever sit in a room and be like, yo, let me just pitch this wish with this wish rock real quick.
2: <laughs> the citrine.
1: They would throw that person out of the room they would no one would ever say let me just do the let me do the wish rock what's the point also what was the point of never really showing aside from the 12 seconds that they showed the chris pine original character like the the person that he is versus his like spirit w- what was the pers- what was the purpose of of showing him for like 2 seconds and then not playing off of that in another scene. It just makes no sense. It it was like.
2: I definitely thought there was going to be a moment where. I mean, it, yeah, for sure, like where there was a mix up, like because everyone sees him as the original guy, right? Except for her. Yes. Yes. So I definitely thought that they were going to be like in her job or like just literally walking down the street and they're like, oh, hey, what's up, Tom? And he's like, oh, my God, I have to, like, pretend to be this guy and I don't even know who I'm supposed to be pretending to be.
1: You see? Yes. Yes. He could have done that. That could have tied it up in, like, four seconds. Well, he has a quick conversation where somebody's like, hey, you didn't come to work today. Oh. Uh, right. Ah, you gave us two and a half hours of, hey, I'm, I'm this guy now. How did he even become the guy? We get it. She wished for it. But he was just like, hey, Diana, I'm at the same party you're at. It's me. You didn't even give me a when, yo. when Chadwick came back at at Endgame as the Black Panther, they gave him his
2: moment. They sure did. (laughs) This
1: man walked out like he was like he was ready to save the world. This guy was at a party in Wonder Woman. He's at the party, and he's like, yo, Diana, uh, it's me. (laughs) I believe that Patty Jenkins is like the uh, writer and director of Donnie Darko. You caught one.
3: Mm.
1: You caught one. Uh, And that's it. You gonna have to you gonna have to hand the lasso to somebody else. Get 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 a lasso to uh, um, Joss Whedon. He
4: could
3: do Wait,
1: it. Wait, what's what's her Donnie Darko? The, the
3: first, first Wonder one. Woman.
4: She also made another movie called um, Monster. Monster. Monster.
1: Monster is very good. That's
4: really yeah, good. Monster. And
2: this is so different. Monster is really really good.
1: But I'm a, I'm gonna just say because that movie was from like 2003 or something like that. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to say that might have been a different patty like a different time in her life So she's a different writer today 17 years later. She's not even the same artist I can't even I can't compare so I must say that the first Wonder Woman you caught one on that one. There you go That's your one you should you should have went out hot like Mace did. Okay, don't come back to ruin your legacy you remember when the first Wonder Woman came out? People was talking about, this is the greatest woman movie of all time. This movie saved the world. And then this second one comes out and we're wishing upon rocks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the kids, the, his kids wish didn't even come true. He was like, I wish for your goodness, dad. He was like, "Yeah, alright for sure." Anyways, <laughs> I'm about to go get this money. Real niggas like to be rich. The kid was like, "Yo, what about my, what my about win. my wish?" Yeah, I was wishing for your goodness. You touched my shoulder, you creep. I, I, I just can't understand. I can't understand if you're gonna have. Tell me his name, Pedro something. Pascal. Pascal. Past Pedro. If you're gonna have him step over enemy lines to go work with DC. And Pedro, you approved of this because you took the role you read the script. what you doing, baby boy?
2: he was this acting. Gotta be
1: was he acting? he was cool
2: I mean he was just like at a hundred the whole time. <laughs> Like, he did
1: his best with what he had His
2: mouth was wide open Yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> <laughs> He did the best with what he has He said, like, I don't even like this kid Oh, my son yo, come, on. <laughs> come <on. laughs> They should have had a scene with the mom Where the mom is like, I know you See, I could have wrote yo, I could write circles around Patty right now yo." Not to say, I mean, but listen I would have had a scene with the mom Where she comes in and and they have a story Like, just five minutes, that's all we need Just five minutes where she's like Telling why she's not with him anymore because he's hungry, he's manipulative, he's he's over eager. That's why she had to leave him for some schmuck. You know, and that's why he got to have his kid on the weekends. We don't even know why he got the kid on the weekends. He doesn't even know why he got the kids on the weekend. This has to be the worst script. Uh, This is the worst story and script and movie I've seen from DC since the all evil crime-fighting family. Whatever that one was was called with Will Smith. Suicide Squad? Oh, my gosh. Suicide Squad made me want to commit suicide myself. Horrible. Horrible. Horrible.
2: That one was not good. That was not good. The only thing good out of that was Margot Robbie.
1: Well, she's a gem. She's a gem. We love her. Love her. We love we love Margot Robbie. I even liked her in um, her own DC movie. What was that called? She Birds was the prey. Joker's girlfriend. Birds of prey. Oh, Birds, was, of prey right. Birds of prey was all right. Birds of That was all right. That was that was that was all right. But I mean DC. I think that the way that they're tipping the ship of like we got a pretty good one, we got a pretty all right one, and then we got a really bad one, and then you got a really really bad one, and then uh, uh, nah. Nah, and then you're right, Rashad. I don't ever want to see Chris Pine's face again. I didn't say that. <laughs> I don't. That I don't. The
2: red quote. <laughs> that, like you
1: said, Rashad. <laughs> fuck him. Right yeah, like you. Yeah, I'm good. I never want to see you in Star Trek, my guy. I never want to see you again. I never do. I want to see you doing something else. You could go write a movie yourself. I'm good. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, he definitely can't be in the third one, right? Like he can be
1: he's going to be. I don't know I this for like facts. Don't be. Nobody say anything, but they need that. They need him in a certain sense of like that storyline is not done. It doesn't appear done because he came to life so easy and he died so easily that it was just like, all right, yo, I'm back. All right, I'm out. Yeah, we didn't even know how he went back. He just did, huh? Yeah, she started walking out. She was like, I rescinded away. The dude Pedro didn't even touch her shoulder.
3: What what is
1: this? What is this, Hollywood? I'm glad I didn't pay. How how did you guys watch it? How did you guys watch it?
2: We watched it on
1: HBO. Max. Do you have to pay extra or is it just on the streaming platform? Just Just
2: just on on there.
1: Okay, all right, good. So I paid ten dollars to go watch this, and I went to I went to the drive-in theaters. Okay, it was very romantic time. It was fun. I had a great time. You had a date? I did not, but I felt I feel like the moment was romantic. You know, it's just like you know. I mean, I don't mean it in a sense of like, uh, you know, I had a romantic moment. We held hands and we kissed at the worst parts. No, I just felt like yeah, the driving. It's just a very like nice moment, but. The $10 I spent to go watch on WW84 was just, it wasn't <laughs> it. You know, I had a better time watching Valley Girl, the 2020 version of Valley Girl at the drive-in theater earlier this year. I wanted to see that. I, uh, y'all should watch that because it's equally good as it is bad. It is, it is right there in the middle and it works <laughs> perfectly. Anytime they start singing you're like damn I hate this movie But then when the movie when they sing when the singing is done you're like oh this movie's kind of fire So yes wonder woman did not like the story I did not like why it was in the 80s makes no sense I did not like the writing Uh, I did not like me personally a lot of the acting I personally hate watching a movie where I notice the acting Um, I but but in this specific case, I feel like the writing was just so hor- horrible. It was just so, it was so, uh, film school. It was so film school that, that ain't it. I, I really thought about getting my, my thousand pennies back, my, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't want to put that business under, you know, so they provided a service to me on Christmas day. So, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave my $10 with y'all, but, that wasn't, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. Y'all. Ah, oh, my soul. But soul. Fantastic. But soul Loved was it. good to you. Ah, oh, but soul. Okay. All right. I so I watched it. another movie with my girl, Emma Roberts.
2: Who?
1: It's called Holiday. You guys <laughs> heard of it? I, I did watch it. Yeah.
2: Okay. So you I... watched it? Uh-huh. I, I watched go... Holiday a... Before You See Soul. I watched soul.
4: it like a few <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Before Soul, Soul has been out for three days. I watched.
1: I, saw, I see that you watched the White movies first. I
4: I watched Holiday like a month ago.
3: <laughs> <sighs> okay. But did
4: you watch Ma Rainey?
3: I ain't watched it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, at least I can be upfront about what I don't want to watch. But um, okay, what did you think about *Holiday*? I, I got what I paid for.
2: You didn't pay for it.
1: Yeah, I
4: was gonna I say, pay for that Netflix, on sp- Netflix?
2: subscription. <laughs>
1: okay. He sure does a vibe. Um, I quite I enjoyed was,
4: that movie. Yeah, I didn't. I, have, I don't have any problems with it. It's it was a lot more raunchy than I was expecting, which, sure. I wasn't mad at that mm. um,
1: by by language, by language. Yeah, I guess they, they talk. It's a lot more adult. Yeah, more than that. I expected, but I appreciated it. I was happy yeah. to see Andrew Batchelor and they're credited as Andrew Bachelor, not King Batch. Um, <laughs> that was exciting. <laughs> wow, he fulfilled. It. Yeah, no, no, no. He's he's leveling up. Um, he don't even have the mini throw anymore anymore. But I was excited to see, you know, him fulfill the 13% of blacks in the movie. I really I sat there on Christmas Day and was like, this is kind of a cool movie. Um, Emma Rombers, she don't even got to try. You know what I mean? She's like one of those actors that like I don't even think she's an actress.
2: That's why I don't like her. She ain't she don't got to try and she ain't willing to try. And that's why she's not good. Shame. And this has been the Black Soldier podcast. Good night. (laughs) (laughs)
1: i I support this energy i support it because you said it with no stutter so what you mean like i here's how i see this i'm glad you brought this up there are people i don't like to watch not say i don't like them but i don't like to watch them because i know they're trying and they just can't get it Hmm. my guy michael b jordan is one of those Every time I watch it, I know you trying, baby boy. I know you really trying. You know, you took 10, 10 takes to get that line down and it just. Mm.
2: I get that. But, I, I like, you it know what I mean? though, but I do get that,
1: you know what I mean? But Emma Roberts, on the other hand, is somebody who. She she doesn't disrespect you by trying. Does that make sense? She just be like, I'll say these lines and she, it's never too bad and it's never great to the point where it takes you out of the movie. It's just like, this is fine, Right. Fine. You she,
2: know what I mean she's just in there to like cash a check and be done with it.
1: That's it. She going to work. She did what her what she do. Her aunt's famous. Cool.
2: Best I go one. home. She's just never entertaining to me. Which is like, to your point, is that she's not really trying. She doesn't... I've never watched something with her in it and been like, ugh, I can't watch it because she's in it. But Mm. I always think that somebody else could replace her and do it ten times better. Because she's not... To me, she's never played a role where I think there needs to be like an Oscar award... no. whatever right but no. because of that i'm like why can't you just play this hella mediocre white girl role it should be <laughs> easy for you and i feel like all of her her lines are just like line reads kind of just like oh i have to say this bada bing bada boom we're done i'm out of here i'm going home i'm just like bitch you know how many other people could be doing this but somehow you are why
1: Because of Eric (laughs) Roberts and Julia Roberts. That's exactly why. That's exactly why. I like her in a sense that she's unproblematic. She don't... I will never hear about her. She be getting pregnant. We don't got to hear about it. She don't ever... She don't ever force herself on nobody. She just be doing her movies and her screams. And boom. She go home. Uh, I never think about her. She's not somebody you go... You know, who would do this very well? Emma Roberts, you she's not somebody you think about. She's not an actress to me. She's a person in movies. Mm. She's one of those. Um, but you know what? The girl who was the uh, the guys like fake Christmas girl in the very beginning of the movie, she probably could have done the whole movie and did it better. You guys know what I'm talking about?
2: The like original. Uh, the reason
1: why the the guy he she the family got him the pants and he had to go to the store. That girl. Oh
4: oh 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 yes, I know who you're talking about.
1: Um, she she could have done the whole movie.
4: I don't know. I feel like you need Emma had a little like brashness that you need. She was a little oh yeah had that like hard exterior. I'm never gonna fall in love.
1: But, that's true, but at the same time though, Emma Roberts got that Selena Gomez thing going on where she still looks seventeen. Yeah,
2: but isn't aren't isn't she supposed to be playing and, like and her her age?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, twenty. She's like twenty nine in the movie, but she does not look nowhere near twenty nine. If I was her, yeah. I'd eat some cornbread thick enough, shorty. Cause, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> cause you, the seventeen year old thing, eh, I don't know. Oh no! You shouldn't really still be able to play high school, which I'm wrong about because forever in Hollywood, thirty year olds are playing high schoolers. Right?
3: Yeah.
1: You know, so yeah. Uh, though. Though Emma gave us that bah, performance, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I also watched uh uh, Bad Moms Christmas.
2: Oh, I saw that. Pretty bad. I didn't see the first uh, one, but I thought time. the. I th- I thought it was just like, well, I went in there. I got exactly what I expected. Really? Yeah.
1: I got less than I expected.
2: I do. I will say that I thought um, the casting was a little strange. Like, um, Catherine Hahn mm-hmm. is supposed to, I love Catherine Hahn, I think she's great. But she's supposed to be playing, like, younger, like, mid-30s, I think and she hello looks... I think so she's supposed to be She looks
1: all of 55
2: Yeah like they're all supposed to be around the same age right
1: I don't around think 30 so, something
2: I Well oh, I, I didn't think they were the same age I but... say that because some of their kids are like around the same age or like go to school together there's some reason why I had this thought and I remember thinking like she. Why is she playing so young?
1: Uh, I, thought I I only thought about that when the boyfriend, when the guy came in, the guy from This Is Us came into the play. Oh yeah, Justin
2: Hartley. You know,
1: but her kid looked eighteen or something like. Kid looked fifteen. So, you know, I don't know. I don't understand why he was Australian, but okay. The kid. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I thought I missed it because I haven't seen the original. So I was like, oh, maybe it's something I just don't get.
1: I don't remember the original. Um, but I will say, Catherine Hahn is a very nice person.
2: <gasps> That's good. Oh. Yeah. I met her She's once. She's super, a long super time nice.
1: Ago. Yeah. But I, yeah I met her. her quite a few times. She's super nice. I did not know she was famous. That's how nice she is. You know, typically, like, nice people. Like, are famous people? They they have a certain uh, about them. Like, yeah. I'm famous, so right. you know. She was just very normal. Um, but yeah, that's all I watched. What about you guys? You guys watched anything else?
2: You watched a lot, cops Yeah, you did.
1: I did. I did. I really kind of took the. I took some time off just to chillax. You know,
2: that's good. A little Christmas baking.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm tired. But I'm about to get right back on it tomorrow. I'm about to get back <laughs> on the ball. You know, Monday. there's there's money, to, there's money to be made. Okay, <laughs> so always money. There. money.
3: Money.
1: It ain't just money, but I think it's more about like the the purpose. You know, the the money is the tool, but there's things to do, and I'm excited about it. Y'all excited about next year?
3: Well, we'll I'm talk right, about
1: that
4: right now. I'm saying, oh.
1: <laughs> we'll talk about that after this break. Okay, welcome back to the Black Podcast. All right, so the question I asked these beautiful black people before we went on break are you guys excited about next year? I can only imagine starting to saying yes after a haircut so sleek. He's <laughs> got to be looking finer than a bee for somebody. Let me know.
4: Got my haircut my mind is a little bit clearer. Ooh. And uh, I'm going to say right about now, no. I'm not <laughs> excited. <laughs> Tell me why. Um I'm going to just I'm going to just sit in my pessimism for a little bit. I'm not <laughs>
3: I'm
4: not happy about <laughs> the way this whole pandemic has been handled. It took a week for the you know who to sign this goddamn bill but he signed it about an hour ago i just i don't know it, it, i'm asked to be tomorrow answer might change but right now i'm just like i don't have no hope right now <laughs> i just uh maybe i'll feel different in in february and when we're in the year but I think I think it's okay. I think it's healthy for me to uh, be realistic right now. And I'm not I'm not hopeful
1: at the moment. When you say you're not hopeful, you're saying that next year might be a lot like this year. Is that what you're saying?
4: No, I, I think that the fallout is. Inevitable. And I I think we're at we're at the beginning of it. I think January after all of holiday travel and I and I hate to be going pandemic focused about my outlook, but sorry, that's what's on my mind right now. But um, yeah, I think January is going to be
1: terrifying. So I I don't know. Terrifying, you're saying as far as like uh, COVID spreading correct that we're saying or okay gotcha, gotcha. correct do i
4: have hope personally and creatively yes but I've, i but i've had that hope at the beginning of 2020 mhm um and i've continued to do things that i've wanted to do and read books and write and haven't really gotten to see my friends but that's okay um so I don't know what what what
1: things could look like in a month. Okay, that that could be the consensus of a lot of people. You know, that yeah. that could be how a lot of people feel. Um, what about you?
2: Um, I feel like it's yeah, it's gonna be kind of the same. I don't know because I feel like every year you are at your you know new year's eve party or gathering or what have you and there is that sense of hope or like the leaf turning over and it's just like okay i'm gonna wash my hands of this you know 2019 year we're gonna go into 2020 strong and i'm gonna like get on that diet or i'm gonna finish that script or whatever and i feel like all of that might have put been stopped in 2020 like been put on a back burner and that reset button doesn't feel quite the same I feel like it's just going to kind of continue like to- the the feeling of 2020 is going to kind of linger on to 2021 until about fall and then it'll start dissipating. So I don't want to say that I'm c- totally going into the year like pessimistic, but I do think there is a realism behind it. There's a realistic out- like outlook of we're, we're not going into a new year and everything that happened in 2020 is going to stop. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. mm.
1: One time somebody told me about hardship that they were having mm-hmm. and we were both in the same situation. However, I had a different outcome and I decided to say that my outcome in that moment was different than theirs mine was a little bit more positive than theirs was. And it actually soured the conversation because they were just not in the space to hear what I had to say. Mm -hmm. So in relation to this moment, I'm going to let y'all live on that one. And I think we'll see what happens next year. And I hope that it's not bad. Um, And I, I hope that it is looking up um and i know that we can also be prisoners of the moment sometimes things happen in the moment and you go "Ah, right you know but then later on you're like you know what i'm actually capable of way more than what i thought i was you know and i'm and I I, re, I I didn't linger in this moment that I had of anger or pessimistic or whatever. So I'm gonna let you guys live in this for a little bit. And then maybe one day you'll wake up and next podcast, you guys give it to me a different type of way. So um, but I but I do hope that uh, things turn around because uh, nobody wants to live in that pessimistic world. We need
2: a um, W. A w? We need a win we need a w, w. okay <laughs> got it
1: um okay so before uh, we go to another topic i wanted to send out my prayers love and something to um a family that went to haiti a seven-day adventist family they went to haiti and um i don't personally know them but we are connected um by some some church members and uh, church family and they went to Haiti and they were kidnapped um, and uh, the kidnappers are asking for five million dollars. It's him. It is, I believe, his child and maybe his wife. Um, I would like to send out some well wishes and uh, some some positive hope um, and some prayers over to that family. Um, I hope that the the kidnappers are not, um, you know, more vicious than we assume that they are uh and that all things end well um i will say this when i was a little kid my grandparents went to haiti and 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 something happened which uh which uh encouraged my grandfather to tell all of us kids the grandkids and his children that's not the place that you want to go um I understand that they they have a lot of needs and desires, but it's so dangerous. Mm -hmm. And I hear about these kidnapping stories often. And for those who don't know, I'm Haitian. Louis, before, who was on the show, he's Haitian as well. So I have a connection to um, these stories, and I hear about it so often. People are kidnapped, and the people there are, you know, sometimes tied to the government. They have a super corrupt government where they, you know, there is no justice for... Um, or there's there's nobody avenging uh, people who have been wronged you know there is nothing for criminals there in fact most of the criminals are the ones creating the rules they're creating the laws they're part of the government and right. I just sometimes understand that you know where we sit right now we have our own problems and then I and then I look at my my family's motherland and their problems ah man it's a different type of problem that these people are facing where Mm -hmm. they they wish that my worst problems that's like a great life for them so i what i always want to keep this in perspective when i hear these stories and so often it's uh a family of somebody i know or sometimes it is somebody i know And they go out there and and these people kidnap them or they kill them or they do whatever. Um, I wanna send out some positive prayers. Everybody is praying for you. Everybody is hearing this. Somebody sent it to me who, I don't think they could point out Haiti on a map. And that actually brought some warmth to me because it was like, wow, we're making news. Like people care. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think that that's such a beautiful thing. So shout out to that to that family. We are praying for you. We hope that you get back home safe to your family and for everybody who is who is risking their lives going to Haiti, going to other countries that are like Haiti, where, you know, they are not privileged the way that we are. You know, they, they it is it is a very it's very difficult living in some of these places And you're going over there with good purposes, good intentions, and then bad things happen. I want to commend you on your good works, on your good deeds, and you are brave. You're stronger than I am because I'm not going. But, yeah. That's it. Okay. You guys. Topics.
4: Say one more time. You guys have anything?
2: it cut out so we were like oh i'm
1: sorry you guys have anything you want to talk about
4: so yes. i have been we talked about this a long time ago but netflix acquired a lot of black sitcoms from the 90s and i have gone into a deep deep rewatch of <laughs> moesha
2: he Ooh. sure has Ooh.
4: every every 20 minutes <laughs> carmella hears moat to the Eight to Eat the- it <laughs> okay <laughs> so i watched moesha moesha the parkers jamie fox steve harvey martin i was like martin yes martin <laughs> um i watched those shows a lot and like come home rewons reruns are on i watched it and moesha i don't know moesha just felt like home I I if there's any show that I've ever felt was like a good representation of what it was like to live in my house, mm-hmm. Moesha was it. Um, my except my, my mom's more like her dad and vice versa.
3: Okay. Yeah.
4: But um, <laughs> so I'm going through. I'm on season four, I believe, right now, and there's Dang. episodes that just feel there I, there's an episode that just passed where Miles her little brother they find out that he's smoking weed and it's there's a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode and they talk about <laughs> how important it is that you sit down after you've watched this episode and you have a conversation with your family about yeah. the dangers and how important it is to have a communication with your children and they like catch him with a joint and they're like, don't you know what this can do? Like, do you want to end up on the side of the road? Like a bum. And I'm like, <laughs> <"On the joint?"> <laughs> <laughs> I'm a joint.
3: I'm sure.
1: I'm sure Fredro star was passing them joints over there. <laughs>
4: and yeah. Fredro star. It pops up and he's They're Like, man, you, you didn't, you judged me the moment you saw me, you just saw me as another brother in a lineup. And I was just like, this show it felt like in the moment it felt like such a a show to follow. Mm-hmm. And now watching it back, I'm like, man, they were really like they were really driving that lesson home. <laughs> and I'm like
2: Absolutely Like,
4: uh-huh. you just found a joint I mean, yeah, he's I think he's like ten when they find it. So uh-huh. Oh, oh my goodness. Goodness. That's that's bad. But I'm also like
3: it's a little it's a little weak it'll be all right
1: at 10 though at 10 at though. 10, 10 huh. is a lot 10 is a lot yeah. we're gonna have to interview you before you can <laughs> have kids, brother. 10 or 10 i don't but know but there's
4: there's an episode where mo gets birth control and they talk about having sex before marriage and I, none of this is new because you know cosby show you know black sitcoms just do this but i they, just thought they it they was really life lessons. <laughs> I just thought it was really interesting that how much shows would influence what you talk about in your house mm-hmm. and what, how a TV show could pos- possibly dictate how you raise your kids. Yeah. And I remember watching some of those episodes with my parents and, and just like turning around and looking and being like, don't worry, I'll
2: never do it. I'll never nah, yeah.
4: try. <laughs> you know, so big ups to Moisha because I love that show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like
2: crazy to like watch these shows that we were like constantly watching every single day and realize like this is so on the nose with the lesson. Like, did I pick that up when I was watching it? or Yeah,
1: I didn't. You probably, you probably did, but not up front. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like imagine if imagine if you were like 18 and you or whatever, younger, you lost your virginity. You probably had that feeling in your stomach like, "Damn, I did something wrong. Like I shouldn't have done that." You know what I'm saying? Right. And because you you're not thinking about that episode of Moesha when she got the birth control. You just like, "Damn, they told me not to do this before marriage and I did it. I'm a rabble." Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And there was there
4: was an episode where she's about to have sex for the first time. And she asks her boyfriend if he has condoms. And he says, don't worry about it. It's taken care of. And I remember vividly the first time I saw that in my mind, I couldn't have been no more than 11 years old. I remember thinking that that meant that he already had it on. I don't know where I got that from. I don't know how I came to that conclusion, but I was just like, oh, a condom is something you put on and wear it.
2: Yeah, no, I get that.
4: And have it before before you're ready to have sex. I thought it and was- And just a... how weird that is.
2: I thought like, it was wow. like a pill or like a patch or something because mm-hmm. I remember I was watching ER and I was like, I remember so vividly, I was sitting on the floor right in front of the TV. My mom and dad were behind, probably not even really watching the show, just chilling on the couch. And there's a scene where I guess like the doctor is asking this girl, like, well, do you know if he used a condom? And me not knowing, I wanted to know the context of the show. So I was like, mom, what's a condom? And like both my parents like stopped, looked at each other. And my dad was like, I'm not going to do this. (laughs) And like my mom was like, oh, and she was like so easy and breezy about it. And she was just like, oh, it's something that like a guy has. So like the girl doesn't get pregnant. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. And I just, in my mind, not thinking what... I've never seen one. I don't know what this is. So I'm just like, hmm, I guess maybe it's something he puts on or, like, he takes. Whatever. And, like, that was it until, like, I actually learned what it was.
1: Yeah. Is that why you don't use them now?
2: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) 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 gotcha.
1: I'm going to tell you what, yo, from Moesha. One thing I'll never forget... Um, the little boy, when the mom was like, "Go clean behind your ears," I'll be seeing him on every girl I like on Instagram, and I just I want to comment, so but yo, go clean behind your ears, yo, get off my, <laughs> get, get off my favorite instagirls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did you guys watch Parenthood? Yeah. Yeah. Love Parenthood. There was the dude in the Parenthood. I see him all the time. I, at least I used to. He's on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, oh, my gosh. The, I the, just saw the son. The dad? The guy, the guy who
2: played the son. Not the
1: dad. Wait, the dad. The guy who played the son. Who is that?
2: Um, ooh, let me pull him up. I just saw him. That's like, such a. Two days ago. Oh, the dude with the braids. Let me see.
1: Do you know that, that like, when you type in parenthood, the white people version comes up? Yeah. Oh, uh,
4: say the parenthood.
2: The p- oh, the, parenthood.
1: the parenthood.
2: Oh, it Not has like it. a little no apostrophe
1: one. on it, right? Oh, got it. The parenthood. I gotta keep mm. it black. All right. So, I mean, this is where I learned about Robert Townsend. Um, <gasps> that was the first time? I think so. I want to say I think so. Because the show started in 95. And I was born in Naiyang, so yeah, uh. <laughs> I, you know I mean, so I was still a kiddo, you know, when it when it came out. But I want to say the 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 guy who I'm talking about, I actually like me and Frank used to see him all the time on Hollywood Boulevard. I think he was trying to push a mixtape or something like that. It's a cool, dude. Um, let me see. They they don't have any of their faces on it, but Reagan Gomez. Um, mm-hmm. her, her name is Reagan Gomez, Preston in love. I've been in love with her since I, I watched that show. Um, yeah, I can see you're that. talking about Kenny Blank. Come on. You're talking about Kenny Blank. Um,
2: I'm talking Tyrone about Curtis Williams, I believe.
1: Curtis Williams. Mm I don't know who that is. Oh, Curtis Williams. He was the little, little brother. Yeah. Yeah, you saw him recently?
2: Yeah, so uh I guess he is friends with one of my coworkers and I would have Excuse never never me. never recognized him just because he just I mean, I saw him when he was a little chunky kid and now I would have just like never gotten that. But he was like, "Oh yeah, yep. he was on the Parenthood."
1: What? Mm-hmm. Damn. I would have never even if he told me, that, I would have been like, I don't know what character he was because the character I remember is. Yeah, he just um, is a little bit TK. Like, oh, okay. And.
3: Well.
1: He, see, he's the one that I've I've I see him all the time in Hollywood, um, and I'm actually a really big fan of Kelly Perrine um, from one on one who this dude has not stopped working in in 30 years. Um, but do you guys know who Kelly Perrine is? Mm-mm. He was on one on one. He was the uh, he was Flex's best friend, who always had the little doofy hat on.
2: I'm looking at him now.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, this guy. I'm a big fan of his. Like I've I've always liked him. I I'm just I want to say I'm attracted to him, but not like that. Like I just anytime he's in something, I'm like, oh, I'll watch it. Um, yeah. But he's he has not stopped working in. Let's see. His first role was in '90 nineteen ninety and he was in twenty one Jump Street. He's only fifty one. Young guy man and he's super talented. Everything he's in, he bodies it. He just does such a good job. Um but yeah, I, I like him. I liked um I like that dude TK I wanna say his name is TK Kirkland. No TK Anderson. Um that dude Nigel Thatch I always said why doesn't he play uh, Malcolm X and then he did <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, the parenthood to me was that was that jam. I love that show. Is that on Netflix too? I don't think so, no. Look at how they're hating on us, yo. <laughs> we gotta ban Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Get your Cancel money back. Netflix. Yeah. I ain't here for this. Whack. Uh what else do they have? Mo- they have uh Moesha and what else? We got the Parkers, which I'm gonna start after I finish.
4: Um, they got girlfriends. Friends. Half and
2: half and
1: half one sisters, and one. Uh, sister sister half and half. I love half and half. You remember how bad um Lisa Ray was? Wait, that's different. Is that not half and half? The Will Smith do and... show?
4: That's uh half and half is the one with the two sisters.
2: That's sister uh... sister, Rashawn. <laughs> 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 half and
4: <laughs> Lisa Isn't Ray half and is half the on, one that was all of us smell? is what you're talking about.
2: Ah, all of us.
1: Half and half is with my girl, the love of my life. Um um Essence, even, Atkins. Um, Essence Atkins. oh my gosh. Essence Atkins to me yeah. is is the new version of Thelma from Good Times. Like I remember when I saw her at Home Depot one time and she graced me with her <laughs> presence. I pretty much fell on the ground and, and had a seizure because I was just like, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. She's coming <succumbing laughs> to my <laughs> restaurant a lot. She's so nice. She's so nice and she's so pretty. Like she is one day we got to make a list of, of the our bad our bad Hollywood black queens because Essence Atkins are, are, is on that list for me of like,
2: she like seems like top five for you.
3: Mm-hmm. She's
1: definitely she's, she's top five I'll say that Yeah she's top five You ain't seen that um, That bikini post Where she's looking like <laughs> Come on <laughs> Essence Atkins don't eat dairy I'll tell you that right now Okay I'll tell you that right now Essence Atkins is something special to me Yeah uh, all
4: of us is like loosely Will Smith's life Or his Yeah Marriage
2: is that
1: newer? Yeah. When was that? No. I think that was '90s. Isn't that early 2000s? You're 2003
2: right. to 2007. Oh. Oh yes, I remember this little kid.
1: All all of us. That's what it was called again. Uh huh. Yeah, that show. I I enjoyed watching it, but I don't know why it's not something that stuck in, with me. Aside from how fine Lisa Ray was. At the time, at least Neil, I love her. Lisa right to me when she did that show, I was like, golly, there's actually something I want to bring up. Um, okay. So there was this interview done with um, Tisha Campbell. It mm-hmm. was an interview done with Tisha Campbell. And she said after her divorce, she was left with like seven dollars. Oh, I
2: saw that. Yeah.
1: What y'all yeah. think about that? So
2: is- but she's saying that her husband took everything from her, basically, is what right. happened, right?
1: You know, the way she said it, it makes it sound like that. But I've heard that Dwayne Martin has had financial issues for the past 20 years. Wait, did we not talk
2: about this? We, I think me and you talked about it because I remember I watched the clip of it. Oh, okay. Um, right. Sorry. But I only like only clip I saw was literally just like... Her talking about I, he left me with nothing, and mm-hmm. I had to just like start from scratch.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm like, how
1: do we not? How do we not know that he ain't got nothing?
2: So like, he didn't have anything before.
1: I I, and I don't want to talk bad about them because I I have met her before. And she's a super nice lady, her kids are really lovely. However, the way that story is told us. I would. I had seven dollars. Blah blah blah. I, I I I There's something in me that says that if you had seven dollars, he probably had three fifty. <laughs>
3: like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know how how is it possible that the judge, a judge, will let a wife and a mother hold on to her children and then be like, oh, now you ain't got to, like, you ain't got to give him nothing. Come on. <laughs> is this written by Patty Jenkins? Come on. You oh. think Ooh. I'm a believer oh. no, story? I that. A no, back. I don't believe it, man. Come on, man. I'm pretty sure he was like he probably is my neighbor right now, has a roommate. <laughs> 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 He's Did out he, here in the what trenches. Ha-
2: <laughs> what happened to him? Did he like go bankrupt or something?
1: I really don't know the story. If I were to piece something together, I feel like he is really good friends with Will Smith, and it might be. I'm not saying it is, but I'm oh. saying it might be a situation of uh, keeping up with the Joneses, OK, where mm. if, if that's what they got, maybe I could do the same thing. But listen, man, he signs the check, not the other way around. Hmm. Huh. So okay. I've heard. And, but he, he has been working. He was on Kevin Hart's um, Husbands of Hollywood. He was on that show uh 2014, 2015. Was um, that on him, BET? Nick Cannon. It was on BET, so you know what it was getting. I mean, 3500 a month. Yeah.
4: <laughs> was that, that was BET, right?
1: Yeah, it was mm-hmm. on BET. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I saw that interview, and I was like, oh, no. I don't know. I don't know if if you really leave in there with $7, but I hope she's okay. She is on a new show on Fox. Um, she was on that Dr. Ken show and then she was on the show called, um, ah, man, I forgot the show, but it was a show about, um, this couple having really, really smart kids. Um, and she was on there with some, some dude I, I never seen before. And Justin long. Nope. Sorry. Not Justin long. The other guy from, uh, American <laughs> pie. Uh, the main Jason dude. Biggs. Jason, Biggs. J- Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. Him and some other lady who's in something else. Yeah. She's on that show. Um, And I've seen every episode huh. of it. Not that bad. All the reviews say it's horrible. I quite enjoyed it.
2: <laughs> you liked it? I don't think
1: so. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I actually watched the entire season when they first shut the country down the first time around. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what is this show? I, I think it's called Outmatched. That's what it's called. And I watched one episode and was just like, yeah, I'm going to watch the whole season. So I I, I took it. It's a 22-minute show. So I I took like four days, you know, two episodes a day, three episodes.
2: Slowly. Enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, you know, I want to support her. I heard she only got $7 out of her marriage. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to to support. Um, Um.
2: Well, I was going to lead into my little topic here that kind of has to do with old shows. Um, Did y'all watch Growing Pains? This is not a black show. It's a very white show. Growing Pains, we got Kirk Cameron.
1: Oh, no. And Lil
2: Baby Leo. Yeah. Every
1: once in a while. He was a main character?
2: No, he came in later. Um, He was like an adopted the adopted son
1: is kirk cameron older than leo
2: yes he was older like he was like the older like 18 year old brother and leo was probably like 10 11 12.
1: what i did not know that okay cool
2: um but a segue so i guess recently um kirk cameron like he's I only know him from Growing Pains. And then as of recent, he's, like, super Christian man. Kind of like, um, well, like his sister, who is on mm-hmm. The Talk, The Real. One of those.
1: Mm, not The Real. She, yeah, Full House. Full Home House, yeah. Full House, yeah. Huh?
2: Yeah, and they're both very vocal about being Christians. But Kirk Cameron... He did some maskless caroling in Thousand Oaks, like, last week. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: there was, like, a huge crowd, and he was up there doing his caroling, had a Santa beard on, but, like, underneath his chin, no mask. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you guys see any videos from it?
1: I didn't see any videos, but I have heard this story. I heard he was out there doing his thing.
2: Yeah, there's, like, a video where, you know, people were he's doing his thing he's up with the mic People, and it's like a crowd like a huge massive crowd of carolers having a good time and i'm not exactly who sure who's filming but there's only like one guy with a mask on and it's like so reversed because he is the one saying like the guy with the mask is like you guys don't care about other people. You're spreading the disease, and da 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 da, and all of these people without masks are like, dude, you're crazy. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like so fucking backwards. Like, it just seems like, what planet are you are you on? Like, this is <laughs> Thousand Oaks. Like, we're not that far from it. And it's like a massive community of people just like singing Oh Holy Night" without mask and not giving a single fuck. It's so okay. strange, but um,
1: okay. What's your what's your what's your take on it?
2: Uh, on the caroling.
1: Yeah, on this on this entire sitch.
2: What are you doing, Kirk? What is happening? You know what the hell is happening. You know what the hell is going on why are you making people come out into this crowd and not wearing masks and I think there was like a booth that was like saying like these people I don't I can't I don't want to like talk about it too much because I don't know too much about this booth but it was like making it seem like everyone was okayed to be without a mask in this area I'm like what hmm how what's going on um, okay. But I have a quote from Mr. Cameron um, On what he <laughs> said Just so we can um, One second Let me find it um, So there he is with his mask Look, smiling, doing his thing.
3: <laughs> so K-
2: Kirk Cameron said, I'm looking around in my community and I'm seeing the devastation and the suffering of people whose businesses have been bankrupt, people who have been dealing with anxiety, depression, suicide spiking, the abuse, being quarantined with their abuser, and I can't just ignore that. I love my neighbors and so I want to give them hope, end quote. So
1: beautiful, beautiful.
2: So I guess the the resolution is putting them all together in a fucking parking lot and singing Christmas carols.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? What do you (laughs) what do you think, Rashawn?
0: Um,
1: I mean,
2: you're like, I was there. <laughs>
4: I actually
1: had a solo and I'm really upset that you ain't come and watch me sing. Cuz you say you love me, but I can
4: not say you don't. love my voice, but whatever. Anyway. Um <laughs> Go home. Get
2: your ass in the house is Get what I'm saying. Get your white
4: ass home. I just don't understand the the boldness with which people are like yeah whatever i'm doing it and everyone like who cares i'm like a lot of people care but go be great i guess go be great
2: with your santa hat
4: go be great with your lavender i just um lavender the color of kings royalty (laughs) act like a king yeah i just don't it's not like he's a role model well I don't want to say that because he's not a role model for me but maybe he is for other people
2: clearly a crowd of them
4: clearly a crowd of them but um I mean idiots will follow I guess I don't know I, I don't really I'm in my house you know what I mean
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> just
4: uh, just go home man just go home that's that's how I feel about it and stay home till your ass gets two shots in the arm,
2: three,
4: Is it
3: <laughs> three. three. I thought it was two.
2: It's three.
1: Um, um, the way I see this is like something else I saw earlier this year. When Joe Biden won, uh, the presidency, the first of the 300 times, um, I went to San Diego and I walked the streets. And there were crowds of people singing and dancing. Crowds. There was two point five masks, and <laughs> they were they, they was the playing chin. it under the chin. That thing was on their wrist. Yeah, like, <laughs> I got my mask on me. You know, there was there was no mask. They were all singing and dancing along to uh, Nipsey Hustle, and nobody had a word to say about the pandemic. Okay. And I walked around and I said, well, that's your right. You know, you as an American person, you got the right to do whatever you want. If you want to go out in the streets and sing and dance and do this and do that, you can. But there has been a suggestion made that if you are out and about, you can put your mask on. If you don't want to, that's your right. That's all up to you. If you don't want to be a part of it, you can stay at home. You can stay at home. If you're somebody who's immunocompromised, you're scared, you're old, you're this, you're that, whatever it is, you can stay home. That's your choice as well. That is your right. So I'm actually just going to apply it to this. If I don't think Kirk Cameron put a gun in anybody's head and say, you got to come to this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say if he invited you and you said, it's lit, I'm going. And you went and you decided you didn't want to put your mask on. Yes, you're right, and clearly it is there, right? Because nobody got arrested. So, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, I also do okay. think a a larger part of it is that Kurt Cameron is, really wants to say relevant. Cause
1: nah, is it?
2: I so. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. do. I mean, does anyone care about Kurt Cameron?
1: Yeah, I, I mean his, his net worth is twenty two million. million.
4: Yeah, he's been making faith-based films for the past 20 years. Like, he's relevant. Yeah. Just...
1: And I love Fireproof.
2: <laughs> and you what?
1: I love Fireproof. Yeah. <laughs>
2: what the fuck <laughs> is Fireproof?
4: S- ever since, like, yeah. Left Behind, like, Kirk cameron has been relevant <laughs> to someone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's not not relevant. He's, he, he made, like, $2 million in the last year or something like that. Like, he's... He's out and about, and I watch Fireproof a lot at, at Amdo. A lot. I need I, to I know the DVD commentary. I have
2: no idea what this is.
4: Yeah, Left he's... Behind is one of the most terrifying movies I've ever
1: seen in my life. Facts! I cannot watch it, even till today. I used to have nightmares watching it as a kid. It's freaking scary as it's hell. It's terrifying, yeah. It's freaking scary as Left
2: hell. Behind. I cannot watch it. Nicolas Cage?
3: Hmm.
2: Uh, Maybe. It's Nicolas Cage, um, Leah Thompson, Chad Michael Murray. No,
1: no, mm, no.
2: No, Kirky. Wait. Well, um, yeah,
4: 2000, uh, not 2014.
1: Uh yeah. There's, there's three of them. Left Behind, Left Behind Two, Left Behind. Like, oh, that movie is this is the
2: one about the Rapture? Scary. Yes, it is. Yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I cannot watch that. It's nuts. I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. It definitely wasn't Chad because I
4: was a child.
2: Okay, I want to say, I'm pretty sure about this. One time when I was younger, um, <laughs> me and my family would visit like our cousins in San Antonio. And my aunt, who's not really my aunt, she's just like my older cousin, she sat us all down and she was like, you guys have to watch this. And it was a movie about the rapture. And just now, in this moment, I'm realizing that it was this movie that you're talking about.
4: camilla <laughs> you are a wild man.
3: But the thing I is, I
2: remember <laughs> when I was with, like, in my cousin's house, Um, there was somebody, I don't know, I don't think it was my mom. But I remember they were like, oh, the kids shouldn't watch this. And I was so Hell young.
1: Hell no, they shouldn't.
2: Yeah, like I was so young that we were just like what what's going on? Like it was just so strange. How
4: how young were you?
2: I feel like I was uh, 7, 8. Okay, maybe.
4: then it it wasn't that one cuz there's also there's a, a scary ass movie called just called The Rapture that might be
2: hell yeah. Yes. Okay. And he used so, to
4: play on TBN. Cuz if you were 7, the movie wasn't out yet.
2: Okay.
1: The Rapture is a 90s movie.
2: Is this so... Okay, I'm looking it up. With Mimi Rod- Rogers and David something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's it. That movie is beyond scary. David Duchovny, yes. Yes. That, that movie is a different level of scary. And yeah. I, I watched it as a kid on TBS and, and or TBN. And after that was just like, Dad, I'm not going to sleep until I'm 30. <laughs>
2: That makes sense. This,
1: it is nuts, and, and and when I say nuts, I like I mean to say like it is very scary because they take revelations, if you know yeah. anything about the Bible, they take it and literally bring it to life, and even then they leave out a lot of things, and it's just like,
3: oh, is yeah, this just so gonna rem- happen to us?
2: I remember it being like about the Bible and like the rapture and everything. But I was so young that I couldn't really, like, grasp the concept. And then there was that whole thing, like, the kids shouldn't be watching this, so, like, go away. And, I, mm-hmm. and like, even me and my brother talk about it to this day. We're like, what the fuck was that?
4: It's terrible, yeah. And
2: why would we, like, be over at somebody's house visiting and then be like, hey, you know what we should watch? The Rapture. Like, and then stop. after that,
1: we'll watch Passion of Christ.
2: Right? Like, what the fuck?
3: No,
1: we're good. By the way, just to show you like the level of money that Kurt Cameron is chilling upon, he um did fireproof, and I believe he was just an actor in that one. I'm trying to see if he did um if he was a producer as well but um actually it was the Sherwood Pictures, which is those dudes from Atlanta I want to say that movie was made for five hundred thousand dollars and it made in two thousand eight. Thirty-three point five million dollars.
2: God damn. Faith-based
1: films—they like they make bank. Yeah, that movie. Uh, that movie, God, God's Not Dead, huge. Yeah. Huge. Also, that boy—the boy. the one with Chrissy Metz. <clears throat> the one that just came out last year.
2: Oh yeah. Break- breakthrough.
4: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. What company the- is this?
1: That was a Sherwood pictures. They do all huh. the like really Christian pretty films. looking. Yeah, but they have a certain style. Um, they do the like pretty ones where it's about like. Like. Marriage and here, let me let me actually bring up a um, a list because it's really like those crisp kind of white people movies. <sighs> I'm trying to avoid saying it, but they made this movie Courageous, which is about um, is it about cops or is it about no, it's about cops. So it's about cops. And then they had it, which I've seen as well. They made us watch it at church. And I was like, I kind of enjoy this movie. Um, And 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 I like it because they don't try to they don't. They don't try to Wonder Woman. it It's like people from the church who are acting in it. They give their time. They don't get paid. You know, it's stuff like that. And then they also made Fireproof. They made another movie called Facing the Giants, which is a football movie. They made a movie called Flywheel. Um, but yeah, it's it's no joke. That that boy Kirk Cameron sent and also some some money.
2: Well damn, I mean I had no idea I mean I knew he was brother have could have bought some a mask money <laughs> but yeah, he could buy a mask. But I just didn't think he would be relevant anymore at all?
1: At all? Mm Him, Candice Cameron, Burr. They they're doing all right in life.
2: Yeah, she's doing fine. Yeah, she's sitting
1: pretty. Yeah. The one I'm scared about is the girl that played Stephanie. Yeah, I heard some things about her, but I mean, listen.
2: Didn't you have a crush on
1: her? <laughs> I still have a crush on her. I love her. They I,
2: call I her Stephanie. <laughs> I mean,
1: that's my girl right there. All right, so um, we are going to. Talk about our last few topics after this break. All right. Welcome back to the Black Blackstalgia podcast. All right. <clears throat> we have made the assertion that Kirk Cameron is doing all right in life. <laughs> I would like to know if that was a super spreader event, as they like to call it, or not. How many people caught COVID? How many people, or at least let me not say caught COVID. How many people have gone and tested positive for COVID um, from that? I would like to know. Um. And I also would like to know how bad is Thousand Oaks, is it? How bad Mm -hmm. is Thousand Oaks doing with coronavirus? There are some places where their numbers are really low, so the people are just like, meh, you know. So uh, those are a few questions that I would have. I don't personally judge him um, because I feel like the goalpost gets moved a lot um, for who could do what, when, and it's like Mm – if that's what I want to do, you guys are free Americans. do it If you get sick, you knew the uh, risks and that's it. I didn't go, so
2: yeah you, <laughs> you, you went voluntarily, so yeah. yeah, that's on you yeah, that got to
1: do on me. you know stay blessed be blessed, stay woke, stay black. what's that um, you guys have anything else that you wanted to bring to the table before we hit our music of the week? I think I'm going to try it again.: Ooh, I
2: have a good song for the week.
1: Me, too. Something I heard this morning and I've been playing it all day. So we good on the topics? Yeah. Sir. Yes. Sir. All right. Really enjoyed this. All right. Cool. Um, Who wants to go first? Kurt Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so I've been bumping the Harry. Well, bumping into <laughs> not the right word, but the Harry Styles soundtrack. Thanks to Rashani. Oh, oh, what do you think I am going to say?
4: You said soundtracking it through me.
2: I'm sorry, not soundtrack. (laughs) I'm stuck on movies too. the album. My bad Um,
1: is Harry Styles, the guy who wore the dress.
2: Yes. From One Direction. So my song of the week is she from the album Fine Line.
1: Okay, we have Harry Styles. She from Fine Lines. right there is She by Harry Styles from the album Fine Lines Love it It's a
2: very pink void.
1: Love it I like this It's not what I expected Um, I, I might have heard Watermelon Sugar and mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if if I would have thought about this but this is an album from last year is it not?
2: I think this is his. Uh, Go ahead, Shanta
1: Yes, it's from
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Harry Styles is his first album. <clears throat> okay, so what I have to say about that is Charlie Puth would have ate that up. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> whatever, whatever. We ain't gotta argue about it. Charlie Puth would have ate it up. You've never <laughs> even
2: brought Charlie Puth to the pod.
1: I ain't got to. He's a legend. Mm. You ain't seen him on TikTok.
2: I, I've seen him.
1: I mean, he'd be commenting, and so there's that. Uh, and Shawn Mendes still hasn't proven to me his hispanic culture yet so that's all I gotta say about that that's it no, no. <laughs> Rashawn
4: <laughs> your song of the week I'm going with a song by Sam Smith
1: it is called him
2: she and him look at us
1: mm-hmm. oh gosh here, here come the Rashawn lovers <laughs> 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 this right here is him by skinny faced Sam Smith
5: Father, we need to talk. I have a secret that I can't keep. I'm not the boy that you thought you wanted. Please don't get angry. Have faith in me. Say I shouldn't be here, but I can't give up his thoughts. It is him I love. It is him. Don't you try and tell me that God doesn't care for us. It is him I love. It is him I love. I
2: I like that
1: My soul My soul My soul My soul My soul soul. (laughs) Skinny face Sam Smith Did that is this the first album? Is that the one where there was uh, this? Is, Hello is, from the other side. This is his second album. I
4: think that, was a, called, that was a called little bit Drake. of a
1: vibe. Yes, let's see. It's called the thrill of it all. Ah,
4: that's my favorite. I think he only has three, but that's my favorite Samson.
1: He look a little different now. He look like he'll steal your girl now. <laughs> 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 He'd be like, "Oops, <laughs> I didn't even want, I didn't even want her." Um, I did see the album cover for Love Goes, his 2012 album, and I was like, "Skip." But this skinny-faced one, the 2017 one, yeah, it's yeah. just
4: like a, a white background.
1: Mm-hmm. He yeah. got the uh, he got two black and whites, one back to back. He got one called "In the Lonely Hour," where he got the uh, Elvis hair and then oh, he's he got like, the thrill of it like all. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a little Drake pose. Yeah.
4: That's the one. That was his... stay with me.
1: Oh, that's That's his first that's... album, Yeah, That song did some things to me. Stay <laughs> with me. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. The the ti- let me. All right, so I'm a, I'm going to leave it up to you guys. I got I got quite a few options and I just don't know which one to play. I have been in a very Christmassy music mood. Um, but this one is not. This one is called, I want to say it's called Four Leaf Clover by Raven Lanay. Um, there is another one called Be Thankful by Nate Dogg, a legend. Um, uh, Please Daddy by John Denver and Christmas Blues, Sabrina Claudio. <gasps>
2: Christmas,
1: blues. Christmas Blues. Christmas Blues. You got it. This right here is sabrina claudio and you see i avoided saying uh, uh, the featured artist on this because i know people would be hating this is uh sabrina claudio featuring my boy abel the weekend christmas blues
0: mm. oh. <laughs>
3: Thank you, Tia.
1: Christmas blues by Sabrina Claudio and my guy Abe, I like that the weekend.
4: That's really that sweet was man. The
1: things I'm about to do to that, the Liza Mattel. <laughs> oh, my God. <gosh. laughs> to that song right there, I That's loved good. it. I heard it this morning. I heard it this morning on Memorie mental. And I was just like, wow, I'm going to listen to this through April. I don't know about you, all but. Yeah. All right, so uh songs of the week. That was it. Um you guys had some good songs right there. Let's go into our final segment of the show which is the things we remember. Throw it at me.
2: Ooh, do you guys remember I feel like I always talk about like candy, but it just came to me. Do you remember Pez dispensers?
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Dude, I never actually ate the candy though
2: You never ate the candy? I
1: ain't gonna lie to you I didn't know how to take it out <laughs> You just <laughs>
2: Popped the head and it dispenses it
1: It didn't work for me I feel I like, feel like a, it was uh, racist.
2: I could have been one of those people That like collected them But I. It just like It's a good thing I didn't Why <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like they're cute and it's something that I would be like, it would start with me buying like one or two and then I would have like 20. But I never got into it. I just had one. My brother had one. We never reloaded the candy. I think we did it once and we we're like, eh, and that's it. Ah!
1: <laughs> Pretty much the same The same thing with Beanie Babies. Ah,
2: yeah, exactly. I got
1: two. <laughs> I, got, I got two. Yeah, I got two. We good. Good one. Good one. You? I
4: miss VHS tapes.
2: Ugh, yeah. The smell. The orange one. <gasps> Rugrats? Yeah, Rugrats. The
4: Rugrats, yep. the Rugrats movie. Rugrats. Yeah. Yep. I remember I re- I wore that Lion King goofy movie. I wore those VHS tapes. Out. The
2: one, Beauty and the Beast. Just something
4: about rewinding like, the movie's over. Okay, you better rewind it because the next person that gets it, if they put it in and it's not rewound, they're going to be mad. Like, my sister was going to kick me if I didn't rewind the tape. um So I just missed that.
2: It's I also. A, it's like a feeling. The feeling of, like, I know you can do it now, but, like, when you are watching something funny and you would, like, get up out of rewind the chair it. to, like, rewind it, it just, like, Stay there And keep pressing it So you could get the joke Over and over and over
5: again
4: Yes Professor the Clumps That was
1: That was it for you <laughs> that, was, that was the vibe for you Always <laughs> Y'all gonna watch Coming America too?
2: Yeah. I gotta watch the first one I mean what?
1: No, again. Don't be again. ashamed Don't be ashamed Nah don't be ashamed Don't be ashamed Save with your chest I mean what's the problem
3: <laughs> I, am,
1: I didn't game. watch it either
4: you, haven't you still
1: yet? have it, or I ain't watch it.
2: We're gonna have to get yeah, on.
1: I know everyone always says, like, Oh, y'all, yo, you you got to watch it, but nobody invites me. Aww,
2: TFTI. I
4: mean, yeah, that's a classic, classic. I'm a I classic man, you gotta watch it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Um, something that I actually really miss that ties into a couple rest in pieces is uh, some as a kid, you don't, you have like this suspended belief. Like you don't, you don't look for things to be fake. You actually look for things to be real. Mm. And I didn't actually grow up watching wrestling until I was too old to watch it. But I watched it in high school. Um, after everybody was like, yo, this is fake and whack. And I was just like, I kind of like this. I'm a like John Cena era kid. Mm. And, um, I really miss watching things like wrestling and being like, yo, this is dope. I can just appreciate the storylines and the, you know, the show for what it is. Cause I remember stopwatch, like when I was stop watching it and it wasn't that long ago, I want to say it was like maybe four years ago that I was like, okay, I don't have the time for this anymore. Mm-hmm. But even then I was just still very entertained by the stories that were being told and, and The way that people used to rock the mic and a lot of people think being mean or being a jerk or whatever is talentless. But the people that really succeed, the people that we know their names are people who used to get on that microphone and they used to sell the story. You know, the rock edge, you know, Chris Jericho, um, these people that used to just, you know, they used to live rent free. In my head, you know, all the time <laughs> Yeah um, So I, I definitely miss that So, you know, to the wrestling community um, One of our, our guys, um, John Hubert Passed away um, to lung complications um, I don't know if you guys even heard about this But he used to go by um, Brody Lee or Luke Harper um, But he uh, was only 41 years old and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. passed away yesterday. And it's just been one of those years, you know, for so many people and for so many reasons, like Shad Gaspard, who died earlier this year and, um, you know, in the water, and now John Huber. Um, and I am forgetting his name, but the gentleman that um, Chav- Chavo was talking about earlier today who was a legend in the game. So, you know, it's just kind of tough to see the, those people who as a kid You um, could see them jump off of a rope and land on the ground and and get up and cheer the crowd on and 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 suspend your belief, suspend your disbelief to to make you believe that the show is real and it's commendable and it's hard to do. It's not easy. And uh, this guy, uh, John, was. You know, somebody who was very well respected in the community and and he did his job and he did it well. So um, those are the things that I, I miss, you know, just looking for the reason for things to be real and not the reason for things to be bad. But, you know, somebody ripped that away from us along, you know, in time. And now we have this kind of different viewpoint of the world. But at some point in time, you know, we we will turn back into kids. Somehow. Someway. So yeah. That's my that is my uh, memory for the week. Now to end on a high note, I saw the greatest TikTok. <laughs> and the title of the TikTok is How Adults Write Teenagers on HBO. And it's by it's Caitlin Hello.
2: Oh,
0: I love her. Wow. Hey you dumb fucking slut, what's up? <laughs> yeah, it's me. <sighs> Are you doing fucking homework, you fucking dumb slut loser? <sighs> I haven't done homework in like two fucking months. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck. I look like I'm 31. Hey, do you wanna go to a fucking bar and get fucking wasted? Cause that's all that I wanna do. And i not give a fuck about school. <laughs>
2: It's so good,
1: and the fact that HBO commented said crying in Emmys made my (gasps)
2: life—they did—much greater.
1: Yeah, they did, they did, because I'm pretty sure that was a Maddie um, impression from Euphoria. Yeah, one hundred percent. Pretty sure. That's the first thing I thought of. So that brought me a lot of joy this week, and I hope it did the same for y'all. Because she
2: killed
1: that she kills um, it every time yeah shout out to her caitlin riley all right y'all this was the episode of black soldier podcast catch us next week we do drop every tuesday we are also on instagram follow our page which is at black soldier podcast where we have Carmela doing all that jazz and then uh follow us on youtube uh we're on the kaj slash 4 youtube page Um, where we drop the full episodes and clips throughout the week. Um, Is there anything you guys want to say?
2: Nope. Have a good week, everyone.
1: All right. Stay safe. All right, y'all. Appreciate you. Catch you next time.
2: Bye.
0: Bye.